I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I make it cute, we make good food, and cocktails too, I'm here for you, to make it cute. Yeah, make it cute. Oh, me and you. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Make It Cute. I'm so happy that you can be joining us again. And this episode, I think I needed more than anyone else does. And I chose the topic for this episode more so because I am currently in the midst of a really busy time at my nine to five. And it's not really a nine to five anymore. It's more so a nine to 12 a.m. or a 9 to 1 a.m. or a 9 to, you know, whenever I kind of burn out. So I wanted to talk about this concept of, you know, the pursuit of happiness. Like whenever you think about the pursuit of happiness, some people may think of the Will Smith movie with his actual real life son, Jaden, that, you know, probably made everyone cry at the time when it first came out. Or maybe you think about the Constitution. Uh, Don't quote me. I don't know my historical documents by heart, but I know the pursuit of happiness is in one of those um, old documents written forever ago. I'm not going to get into that, but I want to talk about just like what my personal pursuit of happiness means, things that have made me happy historically, things that I find joy in. And honestly, like this could be called the pursuit of happiness. This could be called my favorite things, all (laughs) brown paper packages tied up with string those are views of my favorite things. I'm going to just be kind of talking about all the things that I do whenever I'm feeling a little bit off or a little bit down or I need that little pick-me-up. Um, I think that a lot of times we have our happiness depend on other external factors and external people. 
um, validation, whatever it may be. But I think that there's a lot of ways that we can make ourselves happy and that we can, you know, be just pursuing happiness by ourselves without the help of anyone else. So I want to talk about a couple of things like that. And then, of course, you know, we always do some recipes on the pod. So I'm going to be giving some of my favorite recipes, recipes that make me really happy, whether it's because it takes really little time to come together or because it just tastes really good. I mean, I hope that everything that I make on here tastes really good. And if you ever make any of my recipes, please tag me on Instagram. I would love to see your creations. But getting into kind of like the theme one of my ways that I try to pursue happiness is decluttering. Um, I know this is like a weird starting point. A lot of people are like, oh, I like going to the beach or I like going for a walk or I like doing hanging out with friends. But for me, honestly, cleaning and decluttering, whenever I get into a really good cleaning and decluttering session, I feel like starting to clean is usually the hardest part, but once I start cleaning, I actually enjoy it because you watch your space transform, and honestly, it makes my mood transform. It's very just transformative in general, I guess, to be a little bit redundant, but it's one thing that I really enjoy doing, and it's one thing that actually brings me joy and brings me happiness. I guess call me Miles Condo because I love to organize and declutter my space Nothing brings me more joy than taking every single item out of a drawer or out of a closet and purging the things I don't need, donating the things that I can, and organizing the things that I'm keeping. Nothing in this planet brings me such a rush of serotonin, except maybe a cute little puppy, but that's you know an external thing that's causing my happiness. I think one thing that a lot of people fail to learn in life is that you don't have to be with people all the time and you don't need people for validation and the funny thing is I'm actually an extrovert um but like I'm an ESTJ if anyone knows Myers-Briggs and um I have been an ESTJ for probably eight years straight now um every time I've taken the test nothing has changed um but I think one thing that I have found is that I love hanging out with people and I do get recharged from hanging out with people and I do feel good after hanging out with people. But at the same time, I've learned to find comfort with myself, especially during this time. I think the past like 10, 11 months have been really reflective due to being in quarantine and due to COVID kind of changing the landscape of our world and due to it changing our relationships and the ability to hang out and see the people that we care about and that we love it's very disorienting to go from being surrounded by people even if it's just your coworkers, for so many hours of the day to suddenly living alone in your small studio apartment in isolation essentially um i will say the first couple months were the hardest but i've learned to enjoy my own company and i've learned to enjoy myself and find ways to entertain myself and find ways to spend my time and keep that time busy but like I said one of my favorite ways to do that is by cleaning and is by just organizing and transforming my space because again the transformative factor of cleaning makes my mood happier it makes me feel better and also knowing if I blessed someone else with an item that I no longer need or if I finally purged an item that I've been meaning to purge, I can't tell you the amount of times I find like restaurant receipts and like 
stuffed in drawers because I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to look at it again. I never look at it again. Um, I'm completely guilty of this. Actually, a couple of weeks ago, I went to lunch with a friend and I put it on my card and I took the receipt so then I could Venmo request her because she told me just to request her on Venmo. I forgot completely. And then a couple of days later, she messages me and she says, hey, don't forget to message me. And me realizing that I forgot to, you know, find my receipt. I think I accidentally threw it away the one time that I actually needed it. But, you know, I think there's a lot of things that whenever you're decluttering and cleaning and organizing that you'll find that you're like, okay, I have not looked at this in like over six months. Do I actually need this? And most of the time, the answer is going to be no. So parting with things is definitely something that is one of my favorite things. Um, I would say another thing that's one of my favorite things and one of the things that really does bring me joy is just listening to music while just existing. I don't know. I think a lot of times, and maybe this is the Pisces in me, um, Pisces are imaginative and they're dreamers and I'm also left-handed. I'm just disclosing all of the facts about myself, you know, but a lot of times I just am super emotionally connected to music and emotionally touched by it. So I'll be listening to a song and I'll imagine my life, I guess, in a way that I want it to be rather than where I am. Maybe it is where I'm going or maybe it's the life of a character, but I'm imagining myself in their shoes. Music is so powerful. And on my last episode, the soundtrack of my life and being the main character, if you haven't listened to that episode, it's a really good episode. And I think um, everyone can take something away from it. But I think one thing that really does bring me joy is just being taken away by the music and being kind of projected to a different reality, even if it is for only like, you know, the average song's about three minutes. So even if it's only for about three minutes, just, or even flashing back to a time in my life where I was like happy, whether it's childhood or a trip, I think music is so powerful. Like for example, my friends and I, when we were always traveling together, we would always put together a playlist. We could even be doing a staycation in like a hotel and we would put a playlist together for the night. And some of there's always that one song that you remember from a trip. I think for me, just to like rehash a couple, um, I think that one song that makes up a trip down to um, Florida with my friends was uh, Bad Girls by Donna Summer, uh, a song that made up our trip to um New York was Sorry Not Sorry by Demi Lovato. I always think about just chilling in the hotel room, getting ready to hit the city. Um I think another song for me was 2016. We went to Virginia Beach. Uh a song that was on my playlist was Ain't Your Mama by J Lo and also Don't Mind. I played that song so many times my friends had no idea what that song even existed until I kept playing it because I was addicted. And just another quick sidebar musically was tiktok before tiktok was tiktok so don't mind went viral on musically and i remember seeing all these musically videos of people doing the dance and i remember i was just completely obsessed with that song it was definitely the song of my 20 summer 2016 um i'm pretty sure drake released an album that summer too so of course those songs are also you know in my top played as well 
But I think one song that I really just remember is that Don't Mind song um, in Ain't Your Mama. But again, music can really transform uh, and take you back. Um, just the other day I was working and I was listening to pl- this playlist and it was called Blair Waldorf Mindset um, because I really like Gossip Girl and I really like the energy that Blair Waldorf portrays. So a lot of times if I like the energy of a character, I just search that character's name on Spotify and people will make mood playlists based upon them. So I've done it for a n- number of characters, but there was a song on it, which was La Vie en Rose by... Um, Edith, you know, our girl. Um, and it took me back to like whenever I was traveling in Paris because I really actually listened to that song a lot whenever I was there. I solo traveled there. So it was one of those things where, you know, I had my earbuds in quite a bit and I was listening to a lot of music. Um, and I tried listening to music with a French inspiration because, you know, I was in France. Um, regardless, um, I think that, you know, music is something that really makes me happy and that really brings me a lot of joy and that really enables me to feel good and feel happy. Um, I do want to talk about the recipe for this episode. Um, speaking of things that make me happy, I'm also feeling a little bit hungry. So I want to talk about this recipe. And it's a really fun recipe because Anyone who knows me and anyone who talks to me pretty much on a daily basis knows that the cuisine that probably primarily makes up my diet besides vegan buffalo chicken patties is um, actually like Asian inspired cuisine. So I love Korean food and Thai food and Vietnamese food and Chinese food and Japanese food. I eat it actually way too often. Um, definitely a staple in my household, whether I'm making it from scratch or whether I'm ordering out on Uber Eats, which I do that way too often. I don't know if anyone else has an Uber Eats or DoorDash problem, but if you do, you are seen. I see you because I am you. I have limited my ordering, but um, I ordered Japanese food tonight, for example, and it was delicious and I have no regrets. But this is kind of like a fusion recipe. So it is a pasta recipe and we're just making a small tweak to it, but it's a miles tweak. And this recipe very well may be in existence, but I haven't seen it. So I'm just gonna say it's for this episode, right? So one pasta dish that I love, and someone's probably gonna roast me on my pronunciation of it, but it's aglio e olio, which is basically garlic and oil. Um, That's what the Italian translation translates to. Um, And it's also known as like the Italian's midnight snack because it's so easy to put together. The sauce comes together in the time that it takes to boil the pasta, similar to a carbonara without all the effort um, and without all the, I mean, not without all the calories, but um, this is like vegan friendly, vegetarian friendly. um, And I try to eat about 40 to 50% of my uh, meals plant-based or meatless. I use those terms interchangeably for my lifestyle because um, going meatless is a lot easier for me than going completely plant-based, but I do try to, you know, eat things that are good for the planet and good for my body. But this is, you know, a little bit more decadent and a little bit more rich. And um, what we're going to do is, so Trader Joe's started selling chili oil, but if you have your own, it's so much better. I make my own, um, what I put in it, I talked about my chili oil actually a while back um i did this episode where i made this like fancy ramen um and i talked about chili oil back then but just as a recap and uh just in case you haven't listened to that episode 
chili oil is basically going to be like, I use uh, Szechuan chilies, uh, chili flakes, um, and then I also use a little bit of star anise, some cinnamon, um, some coriander. What else do I use? I use um, a little bit of garlic powder, a lot of kosher salt, because chili oil is also going to flavor your foods as like not just add spice. Um, and then I use Sichuan peppercorns as well. Um, I use a lot of kind of like, you know, really strong, briny, yummy, Asian-inspired flavors in my um, chili oil. But basically, I take all those ingredients and then I put hot oil over it and then you let it steep and then you know you got chili oil and it's delicious but what we're gonna do is instead of using that as like a finishing oil we're gonna use that as a cooking oil um and we're gonna use that as the basis to our aglio oil so traditionally aglio oil is made with you know you take some olive oil and then you take some chopped garlic and um chili flakes but the chili oil is actually emitting the need for chili flakes. And that's actually like a, a different type of ugly oil. I think it's uh, ugly oil peperlicino or something like that. Um, I don't speak Italian, so don't, don't judge me on my pronunciation, but um, yeah, that's how chili oil is typically, or that's how ugly oil is typically made, but we're going to use chili oil instead. So we, you know, add a bit of spice, add a bit of like Asian heat and flair. And then we also add a nice bit of salt as well, which I feel like a lot of aglio oils are like lackluster because they lack like proper salting. Like if you don't salt your pasta water properly, then the entire dish kind of falls short because that's your only source of salt really. Because you don't really add like Parmesan cheese or anything to the dish. Like it's more so just the the oil, the garlic and the red pepper flakes and some fresh parsley at the end. Um, I don't keep parsley enough in my household to use it. So if you have fresh parsley, use it. But let's talk about the recipe. So you're going to want a long grain pasta for this. So then the sauce emulsifies really nicely. I'm using just bucatini. Uh, you can use spaghetti. Uh, you can use linguine. Um, angel hair is not welcome in my household. This may be considered angel hair slander, but um, yeah, I just don't like it. It's way too thin and it's so easy to overcook and most people overcook it. So um, you could use a thin spaghetti if you really like a thinner noodle, but I'm using bucatini because I like the hole in the middle. Um, so with pasta, I'm not going to tell you how to cook your pasta. All pasta is different. Cook it according to your box. I say this all the time. If you're going to make pasta, cook it according to the box because all pasta is different. Some pasta will have egg in it. Some pasta will have semolina. Some pasta will have double oil flour. Some pasta will be fresh. Some pasta will be dried. I, I don't know where you're getting your pasta, so I'm not going to tell you how to cook it. Like if I tell you to cook it eight minutes and you're using fresh pasta and then you're going to have like a blob of of gluten essentially and that does not sound appealing to me but get some salted pasta water going and add in your pasta while that's going get in a cold pan a couple teaspoons or a couple tablespoons of chili oil I'm using about two to three, depending upon how much pasta you're making. This really needs to be proportional to the pasta that you're making. Um, there's no true ratio um I trust you. I trust your judgment. So I trust that you'll make the right decision on how much oil you need. But what you're going to do is take that chili oil, get it warm in the pan, and then you're going to add in the garlic. And you want this kind of like a little bit lower because I hate burnt garlic in my ugly oil. Some people like the garlic like crispy. I do not. Um, I think that's a sin. But who am I to judge? What you're going to do is you're going to cook your garlic for about tw two minutes. 
until kind of like nice and fragrant. You see it's getting soft. And then what you're going to do is add another tablespoon of chili oil to bring down the temperature of the oil. And then you're going to, I like to turn it off. Some people keep it on low. It really depends upon how far along your pasta is in the cooking process. Um, but you're going to cook it to just al dente because you want the, um, just a couple minutes before al dente because you want the pasta to like, you know, still have a bite, but also like finish cooking in the sauce. So I took mine out and I'm taking it straight from the pasta pot into the pan uh, and I'm going to turn on my heat and then I'm going to add in a big nice ladle full of pasta water and then I'm going to mix like my life depends on it because you have oil and water and I don't know if you've ever done this experience where um, you take a cup and you fill it with water and then you put oil in it. It floats because oil and water usually don't like mixing, which is why we have to do a process called emulsifying in order to get a nice homogenous, smooth sauce. Um, you like what I did there? It kind of sounded like the Grinch. Um, shout out Jim Carrey. But um, what you're going to do is you're just going to mix that up and then you are going to just keep stirring it until it is homogenous, until it's like one sauce. Um, that may take a minute or two over like medium low heat. Um, and then you want to serve this immediately. And I told you ugly oil is typically not char uh, topped with Parmesan or Pecorino, but I like cheese. So I'm going to top mine with a little bit of fresh grated Parmesan and a little drizzle of fresh chili oil. And let me tell you, this pasta is not super ingredient heavy, but the flavor it packs, it packs a punch and it is so good. And it is so delicious. And then the extra bit of chili oil adds a nice little saltiness. The Parmesan adds a little bit of saltiness, a little bit of creaminess, um, a little bit of bite. If you use pecorino, it's going to add even more of a funky bite. I love pecorino cheese. Um, I just happen to only have Parmesan on hand, but use whatever type of like hard like cheese you have, um, you know, and it's just, it's such a delight. I, I really enjoy this recipe. I think it's absolutely delicious. So that is the recipe and pasta makes me happy and that's why i made a pasta recipe for this recipe you can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything you might shop while working eating or even listening to this podcast and however you shop we all know and love the thrill of the hunt but do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals because rakuten shoppers do with Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Do you like science fiction? I'm Carrie Bechet, and if you loved movies like Arrival or Interstellar, then you're going to want to check out my podcast, Hypothetical. On Hypothetical, we tell speculative sci-fi stories interwoven with real science. New episodes every Tuesday, available wherever you get podcasts. So moving on to the list of other things that make me happy, I think 
when you talk about things that make you happy, I feel like you can't help but smile. And honestly, you can't see it, but I hope that you can imagine it. I'm smiling behind the mic right now, just like thinking about all the things that make me happy and also thinking about what I want to talk about because there is a lot that makes me happy. But one thing that actually really makes me happy is creating content. Um, I actually created a new TikTok page and that page in the past week has gotten like 106,000 followers or something like that. Um, Brand new, growing super rapidly, super fast. And that's something that makes me super happy. I love seeing people love consuming my content and enjoying things that I work hard to put out. I work really hard on all the content, whether it is this podcast or whether it is my TikTok or my Instagram or um, my other TikTok, whatever it may be. I do work really hard on it and it makes me really happy whenever people say, oh, I love this or I love this energy or this made my day or I look forward to this. I look forward to posting. So I look forward to people looking forward to enjoying whether it is, again, the podcast or videos or pictures or or whatever it means. I think that, you know, it it's something that is newer to my life, but I have noticed that I have been so much more happy despite the negative comments. There's always so many positive comments like in the mix of the negative. So I think that's something that, you know, I had to include in this episode. Another thing that makes me happy is writing down things like, and I think this might be in line with my word of intention last year, which was gratitude. Writing down things that I'm grateful for actually makes me really happy because I think a lot of times I forget my place in life and I forget I'm only 23 years old. And I talk about this a lot. And this is going to be a repetitive theme because this is an internal conflict I deal with every day. So I always forget that I'm only 23 and that, you know, I still have time and that I still have my entire life ahead of me, uh, God willing. And I still just, you know... I have time to be happy, but I want to make my own happiness. So what I like doing is writing things that I'm grateful for because it just reminds me that, you know, I do have things to be happy about and I do have things to be grateful for because I think a lot of times we can think that the world is on us and the world is never on our side and always trying to work against us and all the forces of nature are always trying to work against us. But I think that when we step back and write down things that we're grateful for and things that we appreciate and things that we are appreciative of, I think that we do realize that, you know, there is someone on our side and there is someone in your corner. And even if that person is yourself, you need to be there for yourself and you need to, you know, work on creating your own happiness. Another thing that makes me super happy, and at the end of the episode, I'm actually going to mention like small, small things that make me happy, like maybe talk about my love language a little bit. We'll see. Um, I want to actually do an episode about love languages. So who knows? Maybe I'll do one of those soon. But getting outside, actually, like, I don't know what it is about getting outside. And I talked about this last week or two weeks ago whenever I talked about stopping the grind and, um, you know, ways that I like to you know, stop the grind and step away from my desk. But I love going outside. I swear to God, I'm like a dog. If you say we're going outside, I will be like, yes, absolutely. I actually have my Uber Eats set to meet my delivery person outside. So then if I order, I have to go outside and I have to get a little bit of fresh air because otherwise I don't. I will stay in my apartment. And as much as it makes me happy to go outside, it does not mean that I'm necessarily outside all the time. And I think that's one thing that people have to realize. It's not necessarily we always do the things that make us happy. Um, But, you know, whenever 
we can, I think it's good to actually um, do that for ourselves. So I want to talk about the cocktail for this episode because, you know, we're starting to get to that time. Um, So I wanted to think about a cocktail that makes me so happy. And the cocktail that actually came to mind was a twist on a Moscow mule. Um, I love Moscow mules. And whenever I go out, if I'm not drinking like a vodka soda or a vodka crayon i know i'm super basic but i actually like them um if i'm not drinking one of those you will see me with a moscow mule in my hand um and i think moscow mules are just really great because i love ginger beer and i love anything kind of ginger flavored like ginger ale and all that jazz so um i think that this was a very appropriate episode uh, appropriate recipe for an episode of things that make me happy so what we're gonna do is we're gonna start it out similar to a regular moscow mule um we're gonna add lime juice we're gonna add about a half an ounce uh three quarters of an ounce an ounce however much lime juice you like it's kind of like pick your own adventure i actually like mine a little bit more tart so i'm gonna add an ounce of lime juice and then here's where the twist is i'm gonna add about an ounce and a half of raspberry flavored vodka so usually a moscow meal just has regular vodka in it and that's perfectly fine if you're boring but this is my happy version of it and i think that there's something about the ginger and the raspberry that works so well together with the lime so that's what i'm doing that's my story and i'm sticking to it also you're gonna do this in a glass filled with ice if i did not mention that so glass filled with ice get some lime juice in there however much choose your adventure and then you're gonna add an ounce and a half of raspberry flavored vodka I promise you the raspberry does make an impact. And then what you're going to do is you are going to top that baby with some ginger beer. I like using Goslings. This is not sponsored, but that is my preferred brand of uh, ginger beer. Some people like using the Fever Tree. There's nothing wrong with that except the Goslings. It's going to taste better. Um, Sorry, not sorry about it. But then you're going to garnish with like a lime wheel or a lime wedge. And what you can do is you can either put a little bit of grenadine or a little bit of cranberry juice in for a nice little color. Um, Cause you know, raspberry flavor vodka, most times it's going to be clear. So if you want people to know that it's like raspberry and you want it to be a little pinkish or a little mauve, I love that color mauve. It's so suave. Um, but if you want it to be a little bit colored, then you can add in grenadine or a splash of cranberry juice. That is optional. Um, it's not going to really impact the taste. So, you know, just the smallest splash for color. And that's it pretty much. Like, I mean, it's a super easy cocktail, but I think that I find joy in simplicity and I find joy in things that are simple and that are small and that are easy to do. I feel like a lot of people like really grandiose things and think that's the only thing that makes them happy. Don't get me wrong. Would an all expense paid trip to Aruba make me happy? Probably. Hint, hint, wink, wink. If anyone wants to get that for me post pandemic. Um, But I also think that the small things make me happy. Uh, For example, another thing that makes me happy is whenever I work, I have this giant venti sized, gold starbucks cup i've had this cup for probably like seven eight years and i love it and honestly like just drinking out of something that's not just like a regular cup um having something with a straw and having something that's gold and like people telling me that it reminds me it reminds them of me and my personality that's another thing that makes me happy um 
And typically compliments don't make me happy, but I think compliments about things that I've done or things that I own make me more happy than compliments about me because I feel like, I don't know if anyone else feels like this, but I feel like I almost have to like over humble myself and I'm like, no, I can't accept a compliment ever. This is not allowed, not allowed ever, but um, candles also make me extremely happy. I'm kind of getting into my list of little things if uh, we didn't notice the switch, like these are the a few of my favorite things okay wow that this is why i don't sing on my podcast you know except for the intro and the outro if you didn't know that is me yes that is me (laughs) um but yeah candles make me extremely happy and i think i've mentioned this a couple times but um plants also make me happy i have a lot of fake plants in my apartment because I can keep plants alive. I used to get flowers like weekly um, and I used to be able to keep them alive for like, you know, two, three weeks. But it's one thing that right now with me being super busy with my social media and my nine to five and all that plants, I just think it's a disservice for me to own plants right now. I don't, I wouldn't treat them right. Uh, same thing as me being in a relationship or at least that's the excuse I'm going to give. Um, but that's another one of my favorite things. And then I would say, something else that brings me a rush of serotonin and it could be like the simplest thing is receiving packages i don't know what's so satisfying about opening packages i ordered more soap because i usually got my soap from target but i haven't been to a target in literally months so i decided to just order some soap from the interwebs and it made me so happy to receive it i don't know why I have like Nespresso pods coming tomorrow. I'm super excited to receive those packages. It's like Christmas every day or every week. I have cut down on my impulse buying and my retail shopping, but I will say that whenever I was doing it, I was the happiest I'd ever been because I was receiving packages every day. Um, Right now I'm doing actually a lot of brand deals and PR deals. So I have been receiving a lot of packages lately and that also makes me happy because I don't actually know like what's in it. I didn't choose the product or I know what the product is, but I didn't like choose it. So like I didn't do like all of my due diligence, but um, yeah, I think that, you know, packages really (laughs) make me happy, but I think that's kind of like what I wanted to talk about. And I hope that, you know, if nothing inspired you to be happy and to create your own happiness, that, maybe this last little bit will. You are in so much control of your emotions and your feelings and your happiness. And you have the tools and the abilities to do what it takes to make yourself happy. And I hope that you can find happiness in your everyday life and that you realize, yes, not every day is going to be a happy day and not every day is going to be a good day. But without the bad, we don't have the good. Without the dark we don't know what the light is and without sadness we don't have happiness and i will catch you on the next episode thanks for listening bye hope you had a good time if so then please subscribe and leave a review because this podcast is new we drink we eat we laugh out loud my name is miles that's all for now